Well, good morning, beautiful people. This is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Guys, I'm back today with another podcast. I am so excited to be here this morning. First of all, reason being is um, my children are not here. They are with their father this morning, getting ready to go out to a trip to Orlando and Miami to see, what an honor, to see their great-great-grandfather. That's pretty cool. So they're going to see my husband's father's father. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing. That's, that's actually a blessing in itself. And um, I want to apologize to you all. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, the reason for that is because I used to record these podcasts on my husband's laptop. And I would go looking for the laptop, right? I'm like, oh man, I'm going to record a podcast today. So I go looking for the pod, the laptop, come to find out it's not in the house. He took it to work or whatever. And so one day I got mad. I was like, man, you know, I keep relying on him to use his laptop. He know I need it. He's just going to take it. You know how we come up with all these different reasons why we're right, right? So I got mad one day and I was like, you know what? Forget you. Forget this. I'm going to get my own laptop. And mind you, I know nothing about electronics, right? Nothing. I mean, I know the basics, you know, typing, searching on stuff on the internet. I know the basics. But as far as, like, what laptop is better, what's not better, that I don't know. So, anyways, to make a long story short, I got mad. I went online and I ordered, excuse me, I ordered a Chromebook. Mind you, I have no idea. Excuse me, that's my mom calling. Got to put her on silent. So, mind you, I have no idea what a Chromebook is. So, I'm researching. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, okay, it's cute. It's small. This would be perfect. Now, I didn't look to see whether it was Windows compatible. I didn't look to see if I could record a podcast on there, like if I could download apps to record. I didn't look at none of that stuff, right? I was just mad, and I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I got this. Boom. $200? Oh, that's nothing. Whatever. Boom. Hit the send button, ordered it, right? Came to the house. So, you know, laptop came. My husband was like, what's that? And I was like, my new laptop. And he was like, oh, you ordered one? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So does this mean you will never, ever need my laptop again? And, you know, my prideful self was like, no, I will never need your laptop again because I got my own, right? (laughs) And so I go, and he was like, oh, okay, all right. And so I go to record my podcast. Hold on, I don't know what happened here. Okay, the screen went blank, so I, I, I kind of like was wondering if it stopped recording. But anyways, so I go to record my podcast, right? And I realize, oh crap, I can't download any recording pod, uh, recording app on this Chromebook. It won't allow me to. And I was like, darn it, this means I need his laptop after... I was so adamant about not ever, ever needing to use his. And, you know, my problem is pride, people. I got I got too much pride. I need to let some of that go. I'm working on it now. It's gotten better over the years, but pride, man, my husband told me, Alice, pride is going to, your pride will kill you. And so that's one thing I know God don't like, so I've been working on that. Y'all pray for me. Um, it's gotten better now, thank God. But, you know, it's baby steps to these things. So, 
Lo and behold, I couldn't record a podcast, you guys. So finally, I figured out, I did some more research, and I was like, I've never used a desktop um, computer in our house to record a podcast. And I went online, I did some research, and I found out that I could download um, the app to record on my desktop. And it's a Mac, so you know Mac is a different beast than regular, uh, regular Windows or whatever. And so I was finally able to download the... Um, app that I wanted and to record this podcast. So I'm so excited to be here because I'm like, yes. I told my kids, yes, mommy can finally record podcasts. They're looking at me like, well, whatever. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Anywho, that's my spiel for this morning. I am getting ready to go work it out. I'm getting ready to work it out. Um, my kids not here, y'all. I don't know what to do. Like, people. For all the mothers out there that have children, y'all know what I'm talking about. When your kids are not around, it's like, you hear the like, you hear that song come on, it's like, hallelujah. Now, I love my kids to death, but sometimes they drive me crazy. I don't love them any less, they just drive me crazy. So, I'm talking every day. So, for me to wake up in complete silence is like, oh my God, the house is to myself? What do I do? I don't know. Should I paint my nails? Should I take a, a warm bath? Should I watch a movie? Should I cook my favorite meal? I don't know. I feel spoiled today. And the bonus is they're not going to be back till Sunday. So, oh my goodness. I got two, well, one and a half semi completely full day to myself. So, I don't know how to act. Anywho, y'all ain't come here, all that. So, let me get to the point. The podcast topic I wrote for today is titled The Makings of Me, Draft One. Why is it Draft One? Because I believe my life story is always in the making. I believe God has greater plans for my life. I believe my eyes and my ear my eyes have not seen and my ears have not heard the plans that God has for my life. I truly believe that with every fiber of my being. I feel like God's about to, man, God's going to show off in my life. Because right now I'm going through a difficult phase. Uh, you know what? It's difficult, but it could have been worse. So I thank God for that. But I'm going through a difficult phase in my life where I'm, you know, I, I, I have no one to, no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Okay. Let me, let me figure out how to say this. I'm going through a phase in my life where I must completely a hundred percent rely on God. Because you, you know that, if you don't know, you should know that the one thing the enemy is after people more than anything, besides wanting to kill you, he is after your mind. So if the enemy can just take control of your mind, you now belong to him. Why? Because the mind is so powerful. That is our navigation system. God has given us our own internal navigation system called the mind, our brain. That is what leads us. That's what motivates us. That's what tells us whether we can or cannot do something. That is what allows us to feel, to hear, to love is our mind because whatever you feed this thing up here is what comes out. So I believe, you know, the enemy is... um. He was after my mind, and for a short period of time, he did get control of it to the point where I was doing some really stupid stuff. I was doing some things that I never thought I'd be doing, and I'm looking at myself from the inside out like, 
or from the outside in, I'm looking at myself like, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen? This is so not me. This is so out of my element. What just happened to me, you know? And I realized it's because I allowed the enemy to take control of my brain. And once your mind goes, man, everything else goes with it. Because wherever the mind leads, the body follows. You understand? And so when I was able to, thank God, when God was able to snatch me out of that um, period and shake me up and wake me up because I felt like I was sleeping. It felt like a really bad nightmare that I was in. Have you ever gone through something and it felt like a really bad nightmare? You're like, everything was going great. All of a sudden, bam, you know? There's a shift. Things just started to change. I was acting different, talking different. I couldn't see straight. And and sometimes you're when you're in a mess, you don't think about family. You don't think about your children. You don't think about nobody but yourself because it's a selfish thing, right? When, 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 you're, when you're so consumed in you, right? It's a selfish behavior because you're only thinking of self. So I titled this podcast, The Makings of Me Draft One, because I hope to continue to make um the makings of me and just to give you guys a glimpse on how god is like navigating through my life and and the journey he's taking me through and you know a lot of podcasters out there um you i i for me i seem to you know hear a lot of podcasts for the people that have made it the people that have gone through the wire and they made it right they're now successful or what the world deems successful because as you know the world's success is defined by the amount of money you have it's defined by the number of followers you have it's defined by the number of likes you can get on a picture in in any given day it's defined by what you drive the house you're in and that's what the world deem as success but in the spiritual realm Success to God is your relationship with him. Success to God is sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice to be close to him? What are you willing to break off? What is it that you um, are willing to do without to get through, uh, through him, to be able to touch his robe? And that's the journey that I'm on right now. That's what I'm aiming for is because if you look at it, when you're going through a hard time, when you, when, when you feel like your back is against the wall, your car don't matter. Your house don't matter. It doesn't matter what car you drive. It don't matter what house you live in. It don't matter how much money is in your bank. When your mind's not right and when problems come, you don't care about none of that stuff. And you don't care about how much people following you or how much likes you get at that time. Because that doesn't matter because you're just trying to find a way out. You're trying to be sane again. So... All the other material things doesn't matter. It matters to my God. Please help me get out of this mess. How am I going to get out? That's what matters because it's like a life and death situation. And you're trying to live. So the material things don't really matter. Your main focus is how do I get over this hump, right? How do I get over this phase of my life? And so I wrote out a few notes about today's podcast that I wanted to share with you guys. And, uh. I wrote down, you know, in this new season of my life, I'm learning how to embrace change, y'all. I'm learning how to embrace change because right now, it has been four months since my husband and I separated. We're not legally separated. We had we made a mutual decision to separate because um, for those of you in a relationship, particularly for those of you who are married, you will come 
to a time in your relationship. This is not for everybody. I'm speaking about my own experience. So please hear me out. This is my own experience. Your experience is uniquely designed for you. So this may not relate to you, but this is what I've experienced, right? Sometimes in a relationship, you know, you'll go through a phase where things are great. You go through a phase where things are bad. And then you go to a phase where you're like, something's got to give. You're not changing. I'm not changing. We're not willing to change. So eventually, I feel like when you have an issue in a relationship and you and you don't address it, right? You don't want to communicate about it. I don't care how much vacations you take with this person. I don't care how much family meetings you go to. I don't care, excuse me, how much date nights and flowers and candy you get. If you don't solve the issue at hand and you just throw it under the rug, it eventually is going to come back up, right? For me, I feel like when you're in a relationship and you have an issue that you refuse to di- uh, communicate to heads on, it becomes like an, like a cyst of some sort, right? So eventually that's, that cyst will either grow massively if you don't take care of it, if you don't cure it right away, or it becomes sort of a detrimental problem if not operated on. So that's how I feel like it is in a relationship when you have an issue. If you don't address the issue, if you think that, you know, laughing together and, you know, taking vacations together and hashtag relationship goals is going to, like, fix it. If you, if, you, if you can't talk about it, it eventually is going to blow up. And so um, for me, <clears throat> we got to a point where we had some issues or whatever, and it escalated, and... It was something that happened throughout the years. We just never really talked about it. We just kept putting it under the rug, putting it under the rug, acting like it wasn't there. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, you know what? This is what's happening, and we need to find out why. And when a person doesn't want to sit down with you to, to talk about the why and how to prevent it, then you get this period here where you're like, you know what? It's probably best for you to go your separate way for now, and I go my separate way for now, and... um Maybe we might come back together. Maybe we might not. I don't know what's, what's going to happen right now. Because like I said, it's been four months since we separated. And the separation has taught me so many things. And it's and I'm, I'm also learning to how to be very mature about the situation. Because you can take an experience one or two ways, right? You can either be mad as hell. Excuse my French. You can be that mad, right? And, and feel like this person did you wrong and how could they and and um, be really mad at them, right? And not want to make any effort to move forward. Or you can look at the situation and try to assess it and be like, let me look for the good in this relationship. Let, let me look for the good parts of it. Um, I don't believe in the theory of, you know, some women, they get mad at their spouses or baby daddies or whatever, and they just become so mad at this person that this person dictates their every move, right? When I say dictates their every move, I'm talking about how this person, they're so mad, they're so blinded by their anger that they can't even talk to this person, right? Every time they talk to them, they just, you're yelling at them, you're mad because you haven't forgiven that person. People don't understand, like, forgiveness is a prize to yourself. It's not even for the other person. It's you telling yourself, you know what? This is what happened. Yes, it's pain me. It's wrong me. But 
but I am going to forgive me first of all, and I'm going to forgive you. And when you can let go of that, that's when you start to truly live. So I'm in a phase where, although my husband's not in the house right now, but he comes by periodically, you know, to check on the kids and my children loves him very much. And I believe he's such an awesome, awesome father. And I will never, ever take that away from him. You understand? Um, my kids love him and he is truly an awesome dad. So I make it a priority for my children to know that your daddy loves you. Even though mommy and daddy are, you know, going through a little phase right now in our marriage, it doesn't mean that we do not love you. I try to emphasize to my kids that your father loves you and he will always love you. He will always be there for you. And I try to tell my children how great of a man he is. And every day I try to let them know that, um, you have the best father in the world. I put in their brains in out day in out day out because they need to know you have the best father in the world. I don't want it to be that because we're having some issues that this is a moment for me to, you know, be, be lashing him or talking bad about him. Uh, we are our our parents are their children's first teacher. So I want to teach my children that you can still be hurt, you can still be in pain and operate in love. It's crazy as, as crazy as that sounds, you can still operate in love, okay? And then so if my children wish to call him, I give them the phone. And I make sure they call their father every day. Because that's one thing I'm not gonna be is this angry black woman. I refuse to have that stereotype or that you know, that stigma placed on me personally. So I make sure my kids know that they are loved and that their father is their number one fan and that I'm their number one fan and that we will love them no matter what. And you know what's crazy? I realized now that I'm talking to you guys, I thought about it. The reason why I'm not speaking this over my marriage, I'm just saying in general. The reason why some kids get so hurt, excuse me, excuse me, they get so hurt when they care, when their parents have a rate of divorce is because you have one party fighting the other party or vice versa, right? And they're talking bad about each other and they're, and they're arguing. And so the kids sees that. The kids see arguments. The kids see, oh my God, mommy hates daddy or daddy hates mommy. And that's where the trauma really comes from, really. How do I know? Because I've experienced it. When my father walked away from um, my mom when I was about 16, what I was left with, I didn't know why he left at that time. I just felt like, man, he didn't love us, right? I felt like my dad just walked out like, how you just going to leave me? How you gonna leave me and my sister? Well, I'm saying we're we're, we're 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 girls. We need our father, you know, and also my, my my brothers too. But what I learned from that was the reason why I was so hurt was because of all the time I saw them argue. They were for me the memories they're always arguing back and forth, back and forth, and um, and I'm like, man, do they really hate each other? And then so I was like, why are why are two people that always arguing all the time? Why are they even together? Like that's that can't be love. I was young. But at that age, I realized that cannot be love. So the trauma, not really the trauma. My trauma didn't come from my parents' relationship. It came from something else. But my memory of that moment was that, was the argument. Was the, man, does my father love me? Does he not? Because I don't know. Why? Because um, my mom didn't really speak well of him. She was, It was always something bad. Or your father is this and he's that. And look, you know, your father left you and your father is that and this and that. It was always something negative. Um, she never could find the positive in him, you know, and it wasn't until my father left and I stopped talking to him for five years, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 
right? So I connected back with him at 21. We live in the same, mind you, we lived in the same city, um, same area code, but I choose to ignore him or not have him in my life for five years because I was mad. I was just like, there was no explanation given when he walked out. It was just like, bye, see you later. You know, so I'm like, oh, okay. And my father and I, we were kind of both alike. Our personality was just like, you don't give a damn about me? Guess what? Your feelings mutual. You know, that's how I felt at the time. You don't care about me? Well, then guess what? I'm not going to care about you either. You know, and it hurt. And so that caused me to not to trust men. And I had this thing with men where I was like, I would never let a man feel like he's superior over me and how, you know, whatever. So I had this little whatever thing going on. Anywho, um, and yeah, so it wasn't until I was 21 and I talked to my dad one time. He came to my house uh, and we talked for four hours, people, four hours. And when I was able to hear my father's side of the story about why he left and what he really wanted out of the relationship and how my mom wasn't willing to compromise on certain things and how this is, you know, this is a life he, he had in mind for her. This is the vision he had. And it was a great plan, really. It was a great plan. Great plan, but, and it could have been executed, but the issue there was the communication. They both did not know how to communicate to each other. And so after I learned how much he did really love us and how it was, it didn't go down the way my mom told me it went down. And I was just like, why does she do that? You know, like, why does she tell me all these crazy things And my dad really loves us? But anyways, that's why I said it's important for your children to see that, you know, both parties are being, like, mutually respective to each other and um, for my own sanity for my own health I choose to make sure that my kids see that you know what I want to have a positive relationship with the dad no matter what no matter what's going down I want to be really positive and so um, back to um, what I was saying so we're separated but it's not legally and I'm not one who likes to speak about my private life but I keep hearing a little voice inside my head that tells me I'm not alone now I won't go into why we are apart, however, I will say this. If you look on social media or blogs, you often see the beautiful side of love, right? Um, the part where everything looks romantic and everyone wants to be hashtag relationship goals. Relationships are to be watered, fed, and nurtured daily if you want them to grow and withstand the test of time. Now, this podcast is dedicated to my daughter and son today. They are currently, my son is 10 and my daughter is 5. However, I want them to maybe take a listen to my words in the future when they become adults and maybe learn something from the words that are coming out of my mouth today. Now, here's what I want them to know. I want you, Calvin and Naya, to know that you are loved, you are enough, and you are going to grow and meet someone who will set your soul on fire, okay? You will fall in love Perhaps you will fall in love with this person and think this is the best feeling in the world. And falling in love is one of the best feelings of the world, best feelings in the world. Uh, for me, love, love is of God. Love is God. So when we are able to love someone, we're actually operating in the spiritual realm, right? We're, 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 getting, we're giving this person a glimpse of what it feels to have God's love. We're, we're, we're experiencing for a moment the, the amount of love God has for us, right? We're experiencing what it feels like for a Heavenly Father to love us. That's what I feel like love is. And so I want to tell them that those feelings are true. I want you to believe it, listen to it, and cherish that moment. Love is of God. 
So like I said, to know love is to know God, whether you believe God exists or not. So don't stop there though. When you meet that special someone, make sure you are happy, content, and in love with you above all else. Be in love with yourself first. Now, this is not to be conceited. This is not a kind of love that where you're conceited and where you, you think everybody's beneath you or you're better than anybody. No, this is the kind of love for yourself that you have where you respect yourself, where you um, honor yourself, right? Where you make sure that you know who you are and whose you are. And then so if there are goals or dreams that you wish to pursue, go for it. If traveling is your desire, save your coins, get your passport ready, and explore the beauty of the wonderful world around us. If you aspire to pursue a certain career or gig, give it a try. Welcome failure. Don't fear it because that is how you will learn. Many people are afraid to fail, but they don't know that that's where the greatest lessons come from. So don't allow negativity or doubt to make you not try. Don't be confined by your fears. I'll say this again. Do not be confined by fear. The only limit is the one you have imposed on yourself. You will only go and climb as high as you tell your mind. This person may, the person that you meet, may or may not break your heart. If they don't, thank God and love them like crazy and cherish them wholeheartedly. Don't just tell them, okay? You can't just tell them. You need to show them with your words, with your kind gesture. Don't just tell them. Show them with your actions. Pardon me, not sure with your words only, but with your actions, with your kind gestures, like surprising them for their birthday or taking them on an unexpected trip. It doesn't even have to be expensive. Remember, it's a thought that counts. If they do break your heart, because that's a possibility, okay? When you are done crying and screaming your heart out, put, pick up those pieces, wipe your tears, and put yourself back together. No matter what you do, remember to put yourself back together. Okay, because it will get better. It doesn't sound like it's going to get better at that time. But trust me, the sun always comes up in the morning. No matter what, the sun always comes up in the morning. So words and thoughts are powerful. Don't use or take them for granted. Say what you mean and mean what you say. As you know, our words are is our currency our words is our currency that's why I'm, it's very important for me to to be careful what i say and when i say it uh, my sister and i have this thing we made a promise to each other you know and i forget and she'd be like well this is what you said remember your word is bond you know and when she, if she forgets i tell her remember this is what you said your word is bond because why we understand that um words are important all people have to go off of is what you tell them, right? That's all they have to go off of. That's the that's the currency they have of you is is your word. So be impeccable with your words. The fourth agreement and um, is a book that talks about that, and it says to be impeccable 
with your words. And try not to seek validation from anyone. You need to know first who you are and whose you are. You are a child of the most high God. Never forget it. So in life, you can only withdraw what you have deposited. If you deposit love, abundance, time, and a strong work ethic, you will be able to make your withdrawal when your strength runs low. I'll say it again. In life, you can only withdraw what you have deposited. So whatever you haven't deposited in your life, love, abundance. If you don't seek abundance in life, if you don't ask for abundance, and if you're not very, uh, if you're not very, what's the word that comes to mind? If you don't make a conscious decision to use your time wisely, you won't be able to make a withdrawal when you need it, right? So remember, you are enough. No one person can love you if they do not love themselves. So here's what I'm learning so far from the separation. I learned that pride will kill you if you let it. Trust me, I know. You're talking to somebody who had pride issues, okay? I thought I knew everything. You couldn't tell me nothing. And I realized I know nothing at all. Nothing, okay? Because every day I'm learning something new. Now, when I say I know nothing at all, it doesn't mean I'm dumb or I don't know what's going on. No, it means that sometimes when you think you have the answer, you really don't. You need to go back to the drawing board or it's okay to listen to someone's advice. It's okay to um, think about things and not make impulsive decisions. So, you know, keep learning. And I said, I learned that pride will kill you if you let it. So, excuse me. Saying I'm sorry at times to my husband was so hard for me. Mainly because I always thought I was right and he was wrong. A lot of women think like that. I don't know why, but we always think that we know we're right. And sometimes, I mean, yeah, for the most times we are, but most of the times we're not too. So I'm learning how to say I miss you, I love you, and forgive me if I ever hurt you. So my own insecurities and cynicism caused me not to trust I allowed it to rob me of what it means to be loyal and true. This is not a self-pity party, people. This is a moment of reflection that I had with myself. I realized there will be times in your life when you mess up and then you ask God to save you. He won't move a finger. It's not because he doesn't care or he doesn't love you. It's simply because there is a lesson and a journey he is taking you through that requires your full and undivided attention. I don't believe God breaks us to hurt us. I think God breaks us to build us back up, right? God breaks us to mold us. He breaks us because there is something inside of you that he is birthing and he can't do it unless he brings you to your knees. He can't do it unless you give him your undivided attention, unless you turn off the TV, you stop social media, you you turn off your phone, like he needs you to focus on him because as we know, God's a jealous God, okay? God does not want you to make something else your God, 
right? He doesn't want the phone to be your God. He doesn't want social media to be your God. He doesn't want likes to be your God. He doesn't want your car, your house, your job to be your God. He wants to be your one and only true God. So when he feels like there's a time in your life where you're not paying him any mind and where you think you have all the answers and where you think you can change things by your own power, where you believe it so hard that you have complete control over your life when you do not, he will put, he will press pause, okay? So that's going to be a time where you ask him to save you, and he's going to be like, no, he's not going to move a finger. Like I said, it's not because he doesn't care or he doesn't love you. It's simply because there's a lesson and journey he is taking you through that requires your full attention. So he needs you to hear his voice. So many times we get distracted by work, social media, our TV screens, the internet, after school activities for the children, or the next event, and the next big event, and the next big event. We are so busy, too busy, right? Too busy to even find 10 minutes to think straight. I heard Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey once said, if you, if the, okay, if when you first wake up in the morning and you can't find 10 minutes to yourself, you need to reevaluate your life, okay? If you can't find 10 minutes out of 24 hours for you, Houston, we got a problem. What, is, what, what does she mean by that? That means you need to make yourself a priority. Put yourself on the to-do list. If you can't have 10 minutes for yourself, that means you're too busy. Period. You're too busy. You're going around, going around, doing all these same other people, and you can't have time for yourself. Something's off in that picture. So always make sure you put yourself on the, on the to-do list. And... Like I said, yes, so if you don't have 10 minutes for yourself to think straight, you're too busy. So we want this, right, and we, and that, and, and this and that, and we want everything. we got to have it now because we live in a society where everything is has to be given at a snap of a finger, right? I want my relationship to be fixed now. I want food now. I want to fly and travel right now. I want this business deal right now. I want this experience right now. Got to have it. Gotta have it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then what do we find ourselves being so exhausted? We're so exhausted at the end of the day that sometimes you can't even sleep straight, right? Your mind, you're sleeping, right? You're supposed to be sleeping where your mind is like, okay, this is the time for me to rest. And you still can't sleep because your mind's not sleeping. You got 101 things to do before you even wake, open your eyes. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. You know, I refuse to dig a hole for myself. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to be so buried in, in, in things that I don't have time to enjoy what it is that I'm working so hard towards. You know, I make a point right now that every time um, when I get paid, well, first thing I do is I make sure I tithe because the money's not mine. God gave that to me, right? And the second thing I do is I make sure I save a little bit of that for a rainy day. The third thing I do before I pay any bills or whatever, is I pay myself. I treat myself to something small. It doesn't have to be something expensive. I'm talking about like getting myself an ice cream cone or buying myself something small, you know? Because you work so hard. So why not enjoy with the, you know, the fruits of your labor? And where was I? So I feel as though in this moment, during these past few months, God is telling me to just shut up and be still. God's like, Alex, be quiet. You're doing a lot of talking. You're doing a lot of yapping. 
my turn. It's my turn now. I feel like God is saying, it's my turn now. It's my turn for you to listen. Like God is telling me to keep quiet and don't move. Stay right where I'm at. So this period in my life, I believe it's minuscule. Not that it's not important, but that it's minuscule compared to the grandeur he has waiting ahead for me. I do believe that God has something up his sleeve for me. What it is, I don't know. But I know it's going to be off the chain, right? So I don't know who this is for today. Not sure why God laid all that on my heart. But for the person listening, I need you to know. Please hear me out. I need you to know that life is going to get better. But right now, you need to fight. Fight with every fiber of your being. Fight with everything you got, baby girl. Fight with everything you got, sir, ma'am. Fight, okay? And when the enemy comes to knock you down, when he does knock you down, because sometimes he, he God allows him to do that, right? Look at him square in the eye. And you look at him dead in his eyes and say, devil. And if you have to scream, you scream. Let him know. You hit like a punk. Is that all you got? Let him know. And get back up and keep it moving. All right? So I wish you all the best day ever. As always, you can find me all over the internet. On Medium, I am Alice Marius. And on all my social media handles, I am at Protect Your Glow. Protect Your Light. Protect Your Shine. Okay? I am at Protect Your Glow on Facebook. At Protect Your Glow on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not feeling the Twitter thing, so... I'm not too active on Twitter, so you won't really find me there. But Instagram is one of my favorite apps. And on Facebook, you can find me on there. And I wish you peace, love, and light. God bless you. Have a good one. Okay, hold on wait a second. Have a good one. I was trying to stop this thing and it didn't stop. So, all right. Peace. Love y'all.